are underway at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. Hey everybody, welcome back to Mad Dog Pod. I'm Nate. I'm Gabe. And I'm Andrew. Today we're going to talk about the NBA restart and what we think the NBA is going to look like and who we think might win. And finally, we're each going to give our top five and bottom five Cavs players from the last decade. With that all out of the way, let's get right into talking about the NBA season that's to come. Obviously, they have the eight play-in games where they seed the teams and I think... (laughs) six of the teams won't be moving on past that point. They seed the top 16, and they start the playoffs from there. We have a couple of ex-Cavaliers playing for the Lakers, who for me is my favorite. I don't know if you guys agree, but Dion Waiters is on that roster. Of course, LeBron, and then they just added JR. So they'll be an interesting team to look out for. Uh, yeah, one of the teams I'm pulling for, well, actually, I'd say the two teams I'm pulling for are the Kings and the Trailblazers. You know, I got some of my favorite players on those teams, but... uh you know, they're kind of just floating around that eighth, eighth spot. Hopefully they get in for me. But, you know, Gabe, who are you pulling for? Obviously, I'm a big LeBron fan, and I want him to do well because I think uh, he needs another final to add to his legacy so he can get the respect he deserves. But uh, I'm sort of uh, – I like the lower teams. So Brooklyn Nets, my favorite player is Joe Harris. Um, so I got to cheer for him. They're probably not going to go anywhere because most yeah. of their players... <laughs> Kyrie's out, Spencer Dinwiddie's out, and DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan. And Wilson Chandler. So they honestly out. might not make the final 16. Yeah. Washington might jump them. And then the other team that I really like from the East is the Miami Heat. They're just a hard-playing yeah, team. I like and they the play. Heat. Yeah. They play good defense, play good offense. And I, I really like watching Jimmy Butler play. Yeah, The Heat are definitely the team that I want to come out of the East, but obviously the favorite in the Eastern Conference is the Bucks with Giannis. And something interesting that came from Giannis, I think it was also yesterday, was he said in a quote that there shouldn't be an asterisk on this NBA playoffs because of like the what's happening in the world. And obviously it's all being played in Orlando and there's no fans and some players are leaving. He says that that shouldn't make this NBA playoffs be like discounted in the minds of nba fans he actually thinks that this is going to be one of the hardest nba playoffs and the hardest he said nba finals to ever win and i think that's something we should discuss what do you guys think about what yana said uh well i think i somewhat agree with him that you know with them being isolated and stuff from all their families that's you know they they're gonna go through some turmoil uh definitely like uh mentally but uh alongside that uh, a lot of players you know are you know not coming and you look at a team like the lakers who i mean their best guard avery bradley who was looking to be you know like really good towards that playoff push towards the end of the season uh he won't be there for them and then like the trailblazers are losing trevor ariza but like a lot of key players are going to be gone so, I mean, for some teams who aren't losing players, I guess you could say it'd be easier for them. But some of these top contenders, like the Lakers, are missing some of their key players. So uh, it could be a tougher road for some of those teams. Honestly, I don't really know if the Bucks are going to be missing anyone right now. But, uh, you know, there's also so much going on in the world that I guess I could see where he's coming from. 
people might not look at the negatives in losing those role players, but we've seen, especially in the Cavs finals these past four years, how big these bench players have come up, like Sean Livingston. So, like, missing those key guys like Trevor Ariza, for example, for the Trailblazers, or Avery Bradley is is a big loss. But also we have to take into account that they haven't played a full season. So they're they're more well-rested than anyone's ever been for the entire NBA Finals. It's uh, less regular season games. And then, not to mention, there's no... it's There's a playoff atmosphere when there's fans there. And I don't know how they're even going to be... Come, they're going to even come close to replicating that. I don't feel like there's going to be as much pressure on the players. Um, yeah. and, and the atmosphere is just not going to be there. So I don't know how special it will really feel for the player. I think it'll be interesting to see this year how competitive the NBA playoffs are, especially as Gabe said, when you consider that there are going to be no fans, there isn't going to be that normal playoff atmosphere. So it'll be kind of cool to see which teams are able to step up and still compete at a high level without fans backing them. And since it's a more competitive league this year, it'll be interesting to see which teams have that extra drive in them to go out and compete for the championship. Especially this year, like obviously the years before have been like that, where it's just been, you know, two, three teams up top that are competing for the championship. But this year, I think it's a little bit different. You see at the top, there's a lot more competition and uh, like, teams that are really good and somewhat equal at the very top so i could see like you know not i wouldn't say 10 teams but like maybe around maybe like seven teams that have a chance of making a championship this year especially from the east like i could easily see any team like the heat or the sixers even like topping the bucks it could easily happen uh, the sixers really need the home crowd because they suck on the road and without their home fans okay but like the i mean the bucks too too like they they really uh well the last year they did i mean this year they they have a they have a really good home record but i could definitely see them just getting shut down on the road but the one thing we'll see this year that like we mentioned the nets are losing a lot of players but we could see teams that weren't going to get into the playoffs if the regular season kept going, like the Trailblazers or the Wizards. Now they might actually get into the playoffs and get that eighth seed, which will make it easier for the top guys. So, like, that Nets team of Kyrie and... Well, Kyrie was going to be gone, but they were still going to have Dinwiddie, Jordan, uh, Chandler. And now they're not going to have either of those. And Washington actually has a good shot at taking Mm -hmm. over. And that's an easier matchup for the Bucs, which... Gives them a, yeah, basically I mean, a first round that's, buy. That's first round though, like. But I still, mean, it were, makes it it makes gonna, it more difficult. It's a four game sweep, no matter what. Like, I don't I don't know. The Nets no. might steal a game. No, it's one eight, and if they do steal a game, who cares? Like, but okay, so it doesn't make a difference. We could see Portland now, who wasn't going to have a bunch of players back. Back. Yeah. Now they get them back, and now they're actually going to be able to somewhat compete. Yeah. For the eighth seed, and we. Maybe they're the better team, but we don't really know. And without this, they would not have made the playoffs. They would have. Okay. Okay, that's they, coming they, from a Trailblazers fan. Yeah. They had, like, less than a 4% chance of making the playoffs. <laughs> and they, they would have, you know, they would have won those, whatever it was, 20 games and, you know, made it. So. Either way, whether or not the competition is there, and, like, obviously the environment of the playoffs won't be there. I think one of the things that Giannis was getting at when he said it was going to be one of the hardest was just from a player's standpoint, being isolated in a hotel with just your fans for, if you make the finals, three months straight, or just your teammates, is going to be 
like an ordeal for any players it's gonna suck like not being able to go home have your family with you any of that is definitely gonna hurt a lot of the players and either it'll make a player like get in their bag and go way harder and be way better or perform worse because they're homesick they don't like feel like they're actually playing important games because it just feels like a pickup game to be fair after the first month they're allowed to see their families yeah, and yeah. stuff like that so it's the first month that's gonna be probably the biggest hurdle for all of them but either way if you look at like long road stretches yeah. in the nba like even 14 game road stretches or 14 day road stretches in the nba by the 14th day yeah. all of the players are playing horrendously and they just like look out of it i'm pretty sure like uh jordan talked about that in the last dance on one of their long road stretches that they i guess had in the 1998 season where like they literally just did not want to play so we could see some of that coming into effect this year obviously since it's not just a boring regular season road stretch where you're playing like the bulls over and over again and like the timberwolves you are playing playoffs games that might motivate the players but Less strong-minded players could be hurt by this. I think we can all agree, though, that even though it might not be the same environment and not be may have the same impact when we watch the game, it's nice to have basketball. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like for me, I know that the past couple of weeks and months having the Korean baseball league and yeah. European soccer has like really helped, and it's made me get back in the like sporting mood. So I can't wait to see how it's going to be when basketball comes back and everyone getting back into like the run of things and into sports. I think now we should each make a prediction on who we think will meet in the finals and who we think will win. For me, it's going to be the basic pick that probably everyone sports books. And if you're trying to like take the obvious choice, you'd go for this. I'm thinking it's going to be Lakers bucks. I think they're both going to dominate to the finals with the Lakers potentially being upset by the Clippers because they're an amazing team. I think the Lakers will pull through. And then in the finals, I think the Lakers will beat the Bucks 4-2. I have the Lakers and the Heat in the NBA Finals. As you said, the Clippers' biggest threat to the Lakers' chances of going to the NBA Finals. But I think that the Heat, we saw last year with Giannis that the Raptors, if you play really good defense and you lock down the paint, you can nullify Giannis's effect on the game. And if you can close out to those shooters... You're going to do well against the Bucks, And I think the Heat had that sort of setup involved with Iguodala, who we know is a good defender in the playoffs, and Bam Adebayo, who's a really good paint defender. So I think they have the perfect... I think they have the setup to stop Giannis. I just want to see them execute. And Jimmy Butler, too. Jimmy Butler. Who, obviously, obviously. he's too small, but on the perimeter, he would do a great job against Giannis. They're a very long team with guys like Derrick Jones Jr. and Duncan Robinson, who... Not the greatest defender. Jay Crowder, those guys at power forward who are pretty big. And their team, if they get hot, they honestly are going to be impossible to stop. Like uh, their rookie, Tyler Hero, Hero, however it's pronounced, Hero, and Duncan Robinson, like potentially could be one of the best shooting duos in the NBA. And Kendrick Kendrick Nunn. And uh, so for me... Wait, Gabe, who do you have winning that? I have the Lakers winning it. I just think LeBron and Anthony Davis will be too much. Yeah, definitely. I also agree that the Lakers will be in the finals. I really want to see seven-game series, Lakers-Clippers, Western Conference Finals. Uh, You know, I've been hyping that up for, you know, all season. But uh, on the East, I sort of agree with Gabe that I could definitely see the Heat making it. But I think definitely an overlooked team 
in the East this year is the Toronto Raptors, you know, because they did lose Kawhi, but they do have really good bigs, just sort of like the Heat, who, uh, you know, Serge Ibaka, Siaka, Marcus Saul, and I could really see them, you know, you know, clogging up the paint for Giannis against the yeah. Bucks again. Because if you look at that series last year, as much of an impact Kawhi Leonard had, you know, the bigs like Siakam, Ibaka, yeah. and Marcus All, they, they probably kept slanting yeah, away from they him. really just like just torched uh, Giannis in the paint, and that dude just couldn't do anything against them really. Uh, and they have really good defensive guards uh, and can really shoot the ball well, and I could really see Pascal Siakam just really popping off in the Eastern Conference Finals or something like that, and I, I could see them going to another Finals. Uh, however, I do have the Lakers winning uh, if it's the Raptors or the Heat, you know, or even the Bucks. I have the Lakers winning in like five, six games, something like that. So that's my pick. Yeah, so all three of us have the Lakers. I do think that uh, the Raptors could be an interesting team. Like a couple of days ago, a picture of Marcus Gasol post-quarantine yeah. came out, yeah. and he looked like an absolute beast. Like he was built, and low-key Marcus Gasol was kind of fat earlier in the season. <laughs> yeah. So that was impressive. Like this, he could be a problem for teams in the uh, NBA playoffs this year. Now that we've gone over like a little bit what the NBA playoffs and the return is going to look like. Now we'll just jump right back into the Cavs. Obviously, there's not much to talk about with the Cavs, and I doubt any of you want to listen to us talk about Ante Zizic going to Real Madrid for more than like 20 seconds. So we're just going to pick, as I said earlier, our top five and bottom five Cavaliers from the past decade, so 2010 and on. I think I can start it off. I won't. I'll just list off all of my top five. I'll say why. You guys can critique any of them, and then we'll move on to the next person. So my top five, this is in an order, is number one, LeBron. Shouldn't be debated. I'm not even going to say anything. Yeah. Number two, Kyrie. Obviously, he did have a falling out with the Cavs when he left, but I think just because of the shot, he can make this list. And also, he was a big part of, like, from 2012 on, until LeBron came, he was like the only enjoyable part about watching the Cavs. He was so fun to watch, and like the rest of it was just depressing. So Kyrie made those three years. Alonzo G. <laughs> Kyrie made those years before LeBron came back. Like in between LeBrons, he made them enjoyable, and he was great duo with LeBron. My number three is Zydrenas Ogauskas. Not so much for what he did this decade, but what he did the first time LeBron was here. He was a like the second piece behind LeBron, which. Obviously not who you would want to be your second piece, but he was an amazing player. We retired his number. He gets the love in Cleveland he deserves. He's kind of like the Cavaliers version of a Joe Thomas to me. Not as good, not as impactful, yeah. but just one of those like cult heroes that everybody just loves because he's Big Z and he's just like funny looking guy. Did his job. Dude was all-star. a beast. Yeah, all-star too. Mainly because LeBron, but still had it. <laughs> oh, my uh, my number four is Deli. I love Deli. I made an Instagram deli account fan page back when he was locking up Steph in the playoffs. It lasted like three posts, but he was one of my favorite players. And like the deli floater is the most iconic <laughs> shot. And he's just he's just like a Kareem funny guy. shot in deli's floater. <laughs> yeah. He's just like a funny guy to like. Yeah, his shot's up there with the best. And then another funny guy to like, my final person, is uh, Daniel Booby Gibson. I went to one of his basketball camps. I love him so much. And he's fun to play with in 2K. He was a fun guy to watch when he was playing with LeBron. He 
He's got a nice shot. And he was just another one of those guys who lived in the shadow of Mo Williams, but he was still a great player, fun guy to have in Cleveland. It's weird to and, say the shadow of Mo Williams. Yeah, it doesn't really exist, but I think <laughs> I think Booby is an underrated Cavs legend, so I'll put him on my list at five. Okay, my number one player, obviously LeBron James. There's no debate. My opinion, the greatest player of all time. It shouldn't even be an opinion at this point. That's facts. Yeah, number two, I actually have Zdrunas Ogalskis. He was one of my favorite players growing up. I I. I would always marvel looking at him because I'd never seen a human being that tall in my life <laughs> when I was that young. And he, I, I was so enamored by him being able to step out and shoot threes, especially in a time where big men just w- weren't doing that. And then my third favorite player is Kevin Love. I think he gets a bad rap in Cleveland. But I thought Game 7 of the NBA Finals, he played really well. He had the best plus minus out of the Cavaliers, out of all Cavaliers, including LeBron and Kyrie. And he had uh, double-digit rebounds, and yet he didn't score. But he's played key roles multiple times, and I've, I love that game where he scored 34 points in the first quarter. And I think he's a very underrated post player as well. My fourth favorite player, Joe Harris, that's just like a bias. I liked him since Virginia. I saw him, saw him uh, ball out on Duke uh, in the uh, ACC tournament, and he just crapped on Mike Krzyzewski and his squad. <laughs> Because he's just that good. And I thought he was going to be a really good player. Unfortunately, the Cavs made the dumb decision to trade him for salary cap reasons. Instead of, you know, trading a guy like J.R. Smith who signed a five-year, $40 million contract. But, you know, Joe Harris is now better than him. So we probably should have kept him. My number five player is Kyrie. Um, I have Kyrie lower. I would have him higher if he just was more respectful of how he left Cleveland. I mean, he the first thing he said after he left Cleveland was that he's finally happy that he's in a sports town, which I thought was just an un. I don't understand why he needed to take that dig yeah. at the Cavs. Um, it and, also and doesn't Cleveland. make that much sense. Like yeah. Yeah. Cleveland's one of the biggest sports towns. Whether or not our teams do well, the fans here are insane. Yeah, but there's no question that he was an integral part in winning that NBA Finals, and that shot is just amazing to watch. I watch it time and time again. Uh, so for me, number one is gonna be Kyrie. I've loved watching him like <laughs> above LeBron. Yes, uh, LeBron's my number two, but Kyrie, uh, he was always my favorite player to watch since we drafted him. That's fair. Uh, just, I mean, the way he plays the game is just so much fun to watch. That you know, you look at some of the shots he takes. I know like they can be kind of you know bad shots, I guess, but he can make them. And when he does, it's just so fun to watch. Uh, You've clearly he, only he been kinda, watching since 2010, Andrew. So. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of like the Neymar of basketball. He's like all flair. He's so fun to watch with his like dribble moves. He's like he's one of those players who like honestly, I if I was if I was told I had to watch one basketball player's highlights for the rest of my life, don't you? Kyrie would be up there on my list. Okay, just because of how cool like the moves he does. Okay, yeah. stuff. Okay, LeBron above no, him. Okay. Iverson above okay, him. Okay, all right. Kevin Durant shut up, above shut up, shut him. <laughs> All right, uh, so, yeah, no, uh, he even though he had a tough falling out. Uh, Give me Pete Maravich yeah, over him. Okay. <laughs> he had a tough falling out with the Cavs, and I don't like what he said about Cleveland, but, you know, I'm, 
you know, I, I still somewhat side with him. And uh, he's a flat earther. No, <laughs> yeah, he's maybe he's stupid, but I still like his game. Okay, next number two is uh, LeBron James. You know, he has done everything for Cleveland. We wouldn't be where we are today without him. We wouldn't have a new as a, a new city. stadium without him. Yeah, I mean, arena. yeah, like no, just the city's economy would not be where it is today without LeBron James. Um, a bunch of kids wouldn't be in school yeah. right now. Yes. Uh, so number three is sort of a joke pick, but. Uh, to me, not really. It's Sasha Khan. He, he almost was, made my list too. Uh, he he was on our 2016 championship team. <laughs> For people that uh, don't know, we yeah he he always wore a suit to the game, so we called him the bus driver of the team. Uh, we, you know, I got mad respect for Sasha Khan. Retired after winning the chip after yeah. one year. He played one you know, season in the NBA, yeah. won Isn't a chip he, with Cleveland, and then he retired. Like, he's an what NCAA a, champion. Yes, with he's Kansas. an NCAA champion. <laughs> NCAA champion, yeah, NBA and- champion, and like the <laughs> Russian League champion as yeah. well. Three time, three time champion. For all of you who don't know who Sasha Count is, just picture like the Walmart version of Timothy Mozgov, <laughs> and that's who he was no, for the 2016 the Dollar Cavs. General. Yeah. The discount Dollar, Dollar General. That's what, that's what his role was for the Cavs, but he's still a legend for going one for one with a yeah. team that had never won. So then we go to my fourth pick, which is Colin Sexton. You know, I watched this dude in the SEC championship just ball out on Kentucky and all those teams. And just one of his, you know, alley-oop dunks is, like, one of my favorite dunks of all time. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, I like this dude. I hope the Cavs draft him. I made it, like, my wallpaper, one of those, you know, edits with, you know, Cavs jersey on him. (laughs) And then it ended up happening, and we actually drafted him. That Minnesota game, too, the 3v5. Yeah, like... I, I've loved great. this dude in college and now the NBA, and uh, he's Gets probably, too much he, he's probably yeah. a top three player for me, you know, favoritism-wise in the NBA. I and think he's one of the most underrated players yeah. in the NBA yes. right now. People hype towards, up. Towards the second half, or like the second half of this year, he started getting more hype, but that's because he was dropping yeah. 23 points per game a night. But like, if you compare his stats to Devin Booker's stats at the same age, he's... Like, miles yeah. above people, Devin Booker's progression people, with uh, better teammates, which pe- means he would be getting less shots. People hype up uh, Shai Gilgis Alexander, but they're, like, exactly, honestly, the exact same players in terms of the stats. Mm-hmm. All scoring, not really passing. And it's like, but just because the Thunder win, he gets more credit than Colin. Yeah, and, well, I'd also say uh, SGA, his he, defense is yeah, always, he is, he's, uh, yeah, he's a better defender. Obviously, but yeah. But Offensive-wise, I think they're around the same point, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. I think Colin is very comparable to Devin Booker, though. And if he can keep progressing, True. he could be that level of a player for yeah. us. Yeah. I really hope the Cavs do not give up on him, and I don't think they will. And I think he'll be, like, a staple for our future. And I really hope he is and keeps progressing really well. Uh, next is my number five pick, which is Channing Fry. Now, this dude was probably just one of the best locker room presences you'll ever see. Like, this dude was a comedian and really just, like, everyone on the team loved him when he was here. LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love, RJ, you know, all the guys loved him. And he was hilarious and uh, really just made that, like, 2016 culture that we have uh, or that we had 
like really just the best. He played some big minutes too in the playoffs. Yes, in those and, first he, and he was rounds. a good player too. Yeah. And I think him and Richard Jefferson were like together extremely important in getting like like being the glue yeah. between younger players and older players and like LeBron and the bad players and just like making them not hate each other yeah. and like keeping the whole team together. Especially with all the stuff we heard about after Kyrie left, like all the Cavs supporters were saying like he wanted to leave after you know, all, like LeBron first got there, he wasn't happy that LeBron was there. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. good to have Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry on those teams. Yeah, yeah, just those cultural guys are great. But uh, then I just wanted to make an honorable mention to one of my favorite players, uh, Kendrick Perkins, who <laughs> who's really a coach in the 2018 season and really the, <laughs> the enforcer, the goon, as they'd say in hockey. But uh, you know, he was trying to fight KD and Draymond and, and all those guys and chirp and stuff and. Just all those guys in the finals, and I really loved him. And yeah, he's got some great. That's basketball. my honorable mention. He's got some great basketball takes too. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. All right, now we can jump into the bottom five. I feel like this is where I mean my bottom five. I think three of them they'll agree with, and two of them will, we might have an argument. I think we're the same at number one. Yeah, at number one, all three of us should be the same. It's Anthony Bennett. Yeah, dude. Worst draft pick in NBA history. Hot I could I couldn't tell you. Where he is right now, maybe G League. Honestly, might he not even be a, playing. He signed a G League contract yeah. with like the Rockets. Yeah, he honestly ago. might not even be playing no, basketball that ro- anymore. That was a roster. Roster. Yeah, for summer league, right? No, no, that was an actual roster spot. But he got cut. The Rockets, but he got cut. Okay. He is like I don't know why we drafted him. Like how he ended up even on our radar when we had the number one overall. <laughs> yeah, well, he was really good at you. No, but Victor but like, Oladipo but yeah, was right there. There, there were so many yeah. other players that like like Victor Oladipo was insane in college, and like we passed up on him for a UNLV prospect. That college hasn't been relevant in Dude, basketball. I mean, in, like, I, I remember when we drafted him, the, the entire panel, like all the NBA analysts, are going, "What? Yeah, they just went, whoa, like." They can't believe that that guy got drafted. It was like Tristan Thompson's draft pick 2.0, except Tristan Thompson kind of worked out for us. Because that was like a shock pick too, but at least he did something. Anthony Bennett was just probably the worst player I've yeah. seen in a Cavs jersey ever, and he was a number one overall pick. I mean, pick. It, we could have got C.J. McCollum, Steven Adams, Giannis. Yeah, and, and like... Obviously, Rudy Gobert. Obviously, we like we like wouldn't have been looking at like a Giannis type player. Yeah, he wasn't but, considered for the number one overall pick. But like Victor Oladipo or CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum's from Cleveland. That's a pick that yeah. would like make sense and for he, the Cavs. He just come off that season where Lehigh beat upset Duke. Duke. Yeah. yeah. So CJ McCollum should have been but on also, our radar. Anthony Dem- Anthony Bennett was like rated near Giannis. Like, yeah. In the draft, he was supposed to go in the teens, not the one. Yeah. So th- that was just an idiotic pick. I. Hate him for it. We could have won like three, I don't know. three yeah. more chips with LeBron if we picked literally any of the other top ten prospects. My number two, extremely Maybe. controversial, is Kevin Love. Oh my god, dude! Like, so I always have a hard time explaining why I don't like Kevin Love because <laughs> there is no good reason. No, there are good reasons. The only reason why we bought, brought in Kevin Love was for NBA Finals, right? Like with Kyrie and LeBron, and we're we making won. the finals no matter what. And we won the NBA and, Finals. Okay, we went one and three. Okay, but, but Kevin Love was dominated by Draymond Green in <sighs> pretty much all four of the NBA Finals we played in. <clears throat> Stats-wise, Draymond, I think, dominated him. I've looked at this a couple of times, and the only reason why, in my opinion, we won in 2016 was Draymond Green's suspension. Otherwise, Draymond probably would have just dominated okay. Kevin Love. Okay, and no, no, it wasn't because of the suspension, man. 
They they it's the coaching for we don't we don't have to get into this, but the the coaching for the Warriors really lost them. That well, yeah, yeah, but like and LeBron and Kyrie you, going. You have out. you have Draymond Green in Game Five, then or no Game Six, then it's less likely that LeBron pops off. They did have they didn't have him in Game Five. They had him in Game Six. They yeah, had, yeah, yeah. If they, if they have him in Game Five, but he, he does a better job on stopping the Cavs. That's but, my main reasoning. I don't think Kevin Love did his role with the Cavs, and especially since LeBron left. All he's done with the Cavs is complain. He hates our young players. He's been calling us out for having like a college atmosphere, and he sits out half the games with a broken toe. Half half the time he wants a trade. Half the time he's faking injuries so that oh, we okay. can't trade him. You can't say he's faking bro, injuries. He missed over half of last season with Dude, a broken toe, bro. Like when Dang Adele is on the court, why do you want to play on the court? Like when you okay, then you're looking at respect Dang Adele. You're looking. You're looking at the starting lineup has Dang Adele and and Jaron Blossom game. Is that a problem? Th- that's a big problem. But Blossom still, game balled out. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Still, that's still a reason for me to hate him. If he's sitting out, <laughs> dude, and he literally he sat out with a broken toe. Or like a broken foot, or something broken in his foot that should take like two weeks to recover, and he sat out until literally the week after the trade deadline, and then came back. Okay, like fully fine. Game seven of the NBA Finals, Kevin Love, fourteen rebounds, right? Nine. Yeah. Okay. Game seven of the NBA Finals, nine points. The, it was already nine, over. Plus or minus plus nineteen. Game seven of the NBA Finals, it was already over. We were winning that no matter what. The momentum was very what? much in our favor. Okay. We've spent. Yeah. Four minutes talking about my bottom five pick. I'm just going to go through the rest of them. Obviously, Gabe, you had him in your top five. You like Kevin Love. I hate him. I think we could have gotten much more for the trade that we made, and he should have had a bigger impact on our team than what he did. Um, My next pick in the bottom five is Isaiah Thomas. Don't need to talk about it that much. Did nothing on the Cavs when he was on our team. Shot 36% and pretty much made it so we traded Kyrie Irving for like a bag of chips. And Colin Sexton. Nothing else. No, we got Sexton and, out of it. And we got Ante Zizic to contract at Real Madrid. So Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay, sure. We, we got, got Sexton. We traded, we traded one of the best point guards in the league for a draft pick that ended up being Colin Sexton. And whoever we flipped Isaiah Thomas for couldn't tell you who they were. Pretty garbage player. Larry Nance Jr. and yeah. Clarkson. Clarkson. Couldn't, like, he's a pretty horrendous player for what he was doing <laughs> the year before. He can't yeah. play defense. All we got him for was scoring because he was putting he up, couldn't do like, 30 points per game with the Celtics. Couldn't do with us. Pretty bad player. My next pick is Darren Williams. Kind of similar to Isaiah Thomas. He was a hyped-up player. He had already fallen off by the time we got him. Yeah. But, like, he just kept plummeting when we got him. <laughs> he did nothing for us. I was expecting like a little bit of a career resurgence. I could also plug Derek Rose in here for the same reasoning. I was expecting a career resurgence with the Cavs. Didn't happen. Irrelevant player. Like once MVP level player. Now when he was on the Cavs, just kind of useless. Just a basic point guard. And then my fifth spot, one that people probably would not consider putting here, is LeBron James. This is OG LeBron James when he was originally on the Cavs. Obviously, in this decade was when he left for the Heat. Yeah, I that think, hurt. I think the face you're making right now, Cannon, is a little crazy. If you are gonna that, say that, that you did off. not hate LeBron James when he left for the Heat, I did. Now that doesn't mean I hate LeBron James. Well, period. no, that's not what I'm saying. I, I okay, it's not enough to put him on a you know, yes, it most is top five hated players. I don't know. I've never I'm, been I'm more furious at a Cavs player. I'm than only when picking, LeBron James left. I'm okay. only picking that LeBron. But then he 
Okay, oh, okay. but like we're look, I'm looking at it's it as a me in that time period. That specific yes, time. Yeah. I'm looking at LeBron in that time period, just like I was looking at like Booby Gibson. Like I'm not talking about current Booby Gibson when I'm talking putting him in my top five. Yeah, but we're looking at his career overall. No, we are. No, we're I agree with you. I, I, I think you can't say you've okay, ever yeah. been more frustrated at a Cavs player than well, like maybe Carlos Boozer, but. LeBron James. Like, that was so yeah. frustrating. Lately. I mean, yeah, but... Looking back on it, I respect his decision to go to Miami. I understand it, yeah. and I'm happy that he came back. But in that time, up until 2015, he was my least favorite player in the NBA, and I think any Clevelander who, like, has their heart invested in the team would agree with that. Okay, my least five favorite players, I agree with Nate. Number one, Anthony Bennett. We already talked about it. Biggest bust. Uh, really bad pick for the Cavs. Number two for me, Isaiah Thomas. Already talked about him. I the one thing I really didn't like about Isaiah Thomas was he was calling Kevin Love out for not being for uh, checking out of one of the games because he was legitimately sick. And Isaiah Thomas hadn't even played a game that season, so I don't know how you can criticize someone for that. He also trashed on Cleveland after he yeah. left, but like it's not like Kyrie trashing on Cleveland where Kyrie had an impact. Here. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas was. A ne- had a negative yeah. impact. He was worse than the descriptions he used to make fun of the city of Cleveland. Yeah. Like, he is in, was in no place to make fun of Cleveland. Uh, number three for me, you you uh, uh, mentioned him, but um, Derrick Rose. Uh, I'm One of my favorite clips from Shannon Sharp is talking about Derrick Rose, how he left Cleveland with dreads and came back with a fade. <laughs> like, I, I just, I was okay. expecting more from him. And I get that mental health is important. And I respect him for leaving. Like, that's his decision. And he needs to do what's best for him. But I think he was a little lackluster in his time here. And I was expecting way more out of him. Like, what we saw preseason, I was really impressed with him. And then it just never translated over to that uh, regular season. Um, my fourth one. It's not really his fault, but I have some resentment for him. Andrew Bogut, we sort of hyped him up as, like, we needed another uh, defensive center because that that time period, our defense really wasn't that great. And we needed another guy to uh, stop people at the rim. And he broke his leg, like, 30 seconds into his debut. And that was pretty disheartening. And I sort of dislike him for it. It's not his fault, but it's just, you know, my bias. And then number five. I probably should have hit this guy over Andrew Bogut, but Andrew Bynum, I don't know if people remember, we traded for him, and we were projected to make the playoffs with Andrew Bynum and Kyrie Irving, and then it turned out that Andrew Bynum was just a complete head case and just lost all motivation to pretty much do anything. And mm-hmm. he was... He, I remember he had one good game where he scored like 21 points against the Chicago Bulls, and then he just went downhill from there. But I was really... I was really looking forward to Andrew Bynum in Cleveland, and it never just turned out how I thought it would. Yeah, so to start off my bottom five, uh, just a player that you know I, do, I just don't really like, and I don't know why we had him on the team, but uh, Nick Stauskas. Sauce Castillo. Uh, he, uh, he went to Michigan, so I hate him. Okay, I but, dislike uh, him for that, but he's still – it's Sauce Castillo. <laughs> I mean, I don't really see why we had him. You know, but we had so many guards at the time, too. He was so unneeded. So yeah, you're fine with Jaron Blossom game. Yes, I am fine with Jaron Blossom game. And about David Nawaba. You know, I'm fine with those guys, but I don't like Nick, Nick Stauskas. And what also, I just wanted to mention on the Anthony Bennett, uh, I don't have him on my, t- on my you know, bottom five. <laughs> but that's just because I, you know, I can't really blame him as much as the Cavs management. You know, I, I, okay. I can't hate him 
for just being, you know, trash. Well, we're not, okay. It's not his we fault, we don't you know, that he's... Anyone. It's just yeah. like, we well, dislike them. Yeah. We yeah. Have some, I mean, I, I, I don't really care You can about hate them. I, just, I, don't I just have resentment towards them. I don't hate any of those guys. If anything, I would hate the Cavs management for taking him. You know, that that's what I would go with. But uh, It's a Ray Farmer-esque draft pick right there. Yes, exactly. But uh, number two is uh, Chris Anderson, a.k.a. Birdman. <laughs> I've always hated this guy. Uh, <laughs> and then we got him, and I was like, man, just get this dude off the team. Like, what is he doing here? And we eventually did. So uh, I think he tore his ACL. Yeah, I think <laughs> he actually got injured. And then he just, we caught him or something. But uh, number three is, you know, overlooked by JR uh, for that game one of 2018 finals. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going George Hill. Okay. You know, I didn't really I didn't up. really hate George Hill until he missed that free throw, but uh, So you hate him more than JR? Yes. He did He tied the he game. He didn't do close to enough uh to compare to what JR did with us. So That's fair. That's yeah, fair. That, okay, yeah, like, just because he had a longer and, tenure. And to be honest, the George Hill missing the free throw was probably, you know, worse for us in that game than what JR did. Oh, that's... No, that's, yeah, that is easily... No. Yes, it's a free throw compared to Dude, a three-pointer okay, that probably would have been contested. JR screwed up three different times. He got the rebound, could have put it up because Kevin Durant had And it would have been contested had, by had Draymond his, Green, who was right there. Game. Okay, okay. J- Draymond probably would have blocked it. Could have done that, right? Could have passed it out. Or could have called timeout. He didn't do either of those three. Instead, and, he ran to the half court line the shot. and threw. That's what That's I what said. said. No, 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 no. But taking one. the three-point shot. So you want to go right the three-point shot. didn't. So, but, like, but I think if you're talking about JR in that game, too, it's not just that he messed up the play itself. It's that it deflated the team so much that we had zero chance in that overtime. I also blame But him. none and of it could have happened I also, George Hill just makes a free throw. I also sort of blame LeBron for that. He sort of pouted. On the sidelines, yeah, like I, you dude, should, you okay. should in that in that yeah, moment, no, you no. should have the yes, mindset yeah. that we're going up against the reigning defending NBA champions, right? I agree with that. And and we're tied. Game one, it's in overtime. You would take that going into the series if you could get into overtime in game one and try and steal. Okay, it. obviously, but instead he's going, pounding on the bench, going stand, into sitting the, away going from the into team. the series. You would take that, but. With five seconds left in the game, you're shooting a game-winning free throw. You're not taking going into overtime, especially if you get the offensive rebound. I don't really blame LeBron that much for getting that pissed. No, he, he's the leader. He carried, us, he carried us to the moment where we were able to be in a game-winning situation, and someone who didn't know the score ruined but it. But also, I don't think it's LeBron's also the ref. No, or do it, the re- biggest thing refuting, is the ref ref- changing a charge call, which yeah. you can't do in the NBA, most, by the way. Most hated they, Cavs the player, ref, the ref in yeah, that game. The ref screw him. broke the rules of the NBA <laughs> to give the Warriors that game one. I mean, obviously, we choked. Okay, I go guess, to your but, players. All right. Uh, <laughs> That was, a, that was a big tangent. Yeah. Sorry. Number four is uh, Jose Calderon. I mean, I don't really hate him, but, like, I mean, he's just one of those players that it's like you don't like him, you don't hate him. I just threw him on there because, you know. It's I, Jose I mean, Calderon. It's Jose Calderon. What is he, he took, really doing? He took Mark Price's yeah, free throw record. Exactly. Uh, so we'll move on. My last one is, I mean, I don't really hate this guy, but it's Kyle Korver. He really just would. He was terrible in the finals. Had that so wide I, open shot. I, I, I have some. Yes, he 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 bricked the wide open shot. Com- we we and, traded for him to compete with yeah. the Warriors, and he just never hit a three. He bricked the corner three that led to the Kevin Durant tray in you know LeBron's mouth that won them that game in game 2017. Three. Game, game three. three, and 
I mean, defensive liability. He just had to time. make one shot in that game, and we would have probably won. But he just had so, to make a couple yeah. shots the entire finals. He was given the chance to, you know, perform in the finals, and he didn't. You know, send him back to Atlanta. On that note, I think we're going to end this episode. We went on a couple of tangents, but I hope they were entertaining. We had some fun going through yelling about Kevin Love and the uh, J.R. Smith mishap in the finals. But overall, if you disagreed with our list or anything, just let us know. We're going to wrap it up here. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MadDogPod and get involved in the conversations and tweets and posts on Instagram, uh, comments, likes anything helps after you listen to this episode check our instagram and our twitter we're going to be tweeting and posting our lists with each of our names at the top of them so you guys can either create your own list and send it to us or roast our list make fun of some choice that we made anything really to get into the conversation we'll respond to you we just want to have a discussion with you guys about what you think Make sure to rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And make sure to share it with a couple friends that may enjoy the podcast. Thank you, and we'll see you on the next episode.